I am so, so excited today because I'm here with the amazing Kate Rohan. And basically, Kate has been my idol throughout lockdown. She's been doing loads of free classes, but apparently way before that, which Kate, I didn't realize. Um, so this is absolutely amazing. And I will dip in and out of Kate's fitness classes um, as often as I can. But Kate really is um, a specialist in fitness around menopausal women. Is that correct? Have I explained yeah, absolutely. That that's my, my, my USP, that's where I found myself. Okay. So Kate, just tell me a little bit about yourself, what you do and how you came to do these amazing classes on um, Instagram. Oh god! So I actually started. Uh, I won't. I won't go like way back because otherwise we'll, we'll be here for quite a long time. <laughs> I basically have always loved fitness. I slightly fell off the fitness wagon um, after the birth of my third child. I put on quite a lot of weight. I did actually have, which I'm very honest about, four miscarriages before having him. And so I think I just decided to stop exercising because I thought that might cause miscarriage and just didn't eat brilliantly well um and so I did in my eyes put on a bit of weight um if I just skip a little bit further back um I have always or, or I did suffer from disordered eating so it's all for me being a bit overweight or feeling overweight has always been a bit of an issue anyway okay. I had Rupert um he was then a little bit ill in hospital um and I didn't have the confidence which I think a lot of people will resonate with I was 40 I had a new baby. A lot of younger mums, you know, weren't at my, my level. They were having their, their sort of firsts. He was my third. Yeah. Um, I wasn't comfortable going to a gym. I didn't really know where to start, despite the fact that I'd exercised before. So someone said to me, just, just follow this guy on YouTube, Joe Wicks, and you can do his workouts. Love you know. Joe. <laughs> I started following the workouts. I didn't get his books because I, I know how to eat. Most of us know how to eat. Yeah. You know, and you as nutritionists will know this. Like, we know how to eat. We just have to change that mindset to do it. Yeah. Um, so that bit wasn't really a problem, but it was just the exercising. Anyway, cut a long story short, I realized that there was nobody that really sort of spoke to women like me, like, you know, or Joe, though Joe is fun and young and hot to look at, you know. <laughs> Which always it's helps. Which always helps. Not, not as hot as Chris Hemsworth, I just have to say. <laughs> <laughs> However, um, it was just one of those things where I was like, you know, I'm 40 and, it, and everyone said it would get harder at 40 and, and you never believe it. You're like, whatever. Yeah. And it really, really was like, it was so much harder. So I just wanted to do something. And that was, I was like, right, I'm going to qualify and I'm going to help mums and that's where it started actually my my, my instagram started as hit for life helping mums yes and then slowly i realized that what was happening and why it was so much harder was my hormones so i sort of found myself in that postnatal perimenopausal state which a lot of us are finding ourselves in because we're having kids when we're older yeah and you know the training that i was doing or had been doing wasn't working yeah. and um, so that was when I was like, right, okay, what's got to change? What works with the hormones and where are we going with this? And that it's just kind of grown from there. So what, what did change then? What did you sort of suddenly discover that actually changed so that you then thought you could then implement this into your own teaching? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I would say that I, I'm terrible. I don't rest. Um, I have a lot of energy uh, on overdrive. And as you will know, cortisol levels, all of that plays such a huge role in digestion um, and in our hormonal makeup anyway. So I think I was possibly over-exercising, yeah. under-eating, 
Um, although I thought I was eating well, uh, I wasn't lifting weights. So um, again, it was all about that cardio. And then the, the barriers, which I know I think is really important to bring in is that I've had three kids. So, you know, my high knees and my star jumps and pelvic floors weren't quite as good. Um, and so it was all of those things, time, um, all of that played a huge role in kind of working out what I needed to do to work out to the best of my ability. So in terms of time, I was like, that's where I started doing the early morning stuff. So it was done. So 6.30 and you're done by seven, yeah. you know, and whoever, and actually I was going to say whoever says, cause that's really awful. Like you, you, I have a lot of clients that are like, but it's so early. It, it might be early, but if you want to get that workout in and you're committed and you're ready to take on that challenge to become stronger, then you'll start getting up at 6.30 and doing it. Like it's, yeah. it's like with, with a diet, with a, with a program, we're putting good stuff in your body. When you're ready to do it, yes. you'll do it because you can give anyone a meal plan or anyone yeah. guidance on how to eat, but it's implementing it in their day-to-day life that counts. Yeah. So it was working out at 6.30 and then it was adding weights and cutting back a little bit on the cardio um, because recovery was harder. Um, I had aches and pains. And so just totally changing around and looking at what works for women through that perimenopause stage yeah. uh, is again, lack of sleep with, um, you know, um, night sweats. Um, lack I thought of you were going to say young children. <laughs> Both young children and night, and sweats. night sweats. Yeah. yeah. It's a great yeah. combination. <laughs> we are that sandwich generation as well. A lot of us. And so, you know, this is obviously later on down the line, but I'm now caring obviously for my dad as well. So it's all of these things that factor in and also being kinder to myself, like actually kind of going, do you know what? Why am I so worried about what is wobbling and yeah. like all of this stuff? Because my body's done so much over the last like 45 years. Yeah. It's carried children. Um, it's recovered from injury. You know, it has done so much for me. I need to be kind to it and stop thinking about what I look like and like what's going on inside my heart needs to work my joints need to work my muscles need to work my bones need to be strong yeah. I'm kind of removing that aesthetic side it's very hard and don't get me wrong I'm not saying I don't have days where I look in there and go oh crap but then I think actually do what shit for 45 come yes. on girl yes oh. you're good girl <laughs> <laughs> we always keep <laughs> okay that's fine. Off you go. Sorry. No, do you know um, what? That is actually so brilliant because that is completely what that's so normal. And I love the fact that that's just happened because this is what we oh, all spend yeah. our lives doing. Yeah. We, we spend our lives as mums, as wives, as you know, whatever, trying to make everything work. Yeah. But I spoke in my um, other podcast a few weeks ago when I was talking to Melinda about all the herbs and stuff to introduce. <laughs> shutting the door that's right <laughs> so when i spoke to melinda about all the herbs and stuff that we need to bring in um she was talking really about we've got to put ourselves first because if we as in you and i and other mothers and other you know people out there or women who are you know whatever age you are are starting to put yourself first everything else will fall into line and everything else will be better whereas you know that old sort of you know view of everybody else comes first and we've got family and you know and so we, we must look after everyone first it, that need that sort of whole misconception needs to go it does need to change but i mean how hard is that and you know you know like i always say that and i think it's a really good thing to try and implement but actually 
you know, if we strip it totally back, if I disappeared tomorrow, let's yeah. just like smoke because I hate thinking of bad things. Nobody would have a sodding clue <laughs> about anything. Yeah. We had a to B, what went where? What went... So although, you know, we do need to put ourselves as we are the glue of kind yes. of everything we hold. And even with older kids, you know, yeah. you've got, they still rely on you yeah. so much. Yeah. And so, Yes, I think we do need to put ourselves first. Yeah. Sometimes that comes in different ways. And that is why I like to say to people, do that exercise first thing in the morning. And actually this morning was a brilliant example. Rupert was there, you know, the whole time with me. Yeah. Question, da-da-da, Get on with it, just do it and keep doing it and keep doing it. And then yeah. your kids get used to it and then everyone gets used to it. Yes, yeah. Um, because it is hard. And, and you know, realistically, the only time we're ever going to get for ourselves is when nobody is there. Yeah. And that's quite a rare thing to happen. I was sat, sat with my husband the other day and I did actually say to him, do you know what? My eldest is 15. Mm. And the longest I've been away from all three of them together, like he's boarding, so I've been away from, but it's three days, three nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 15 years. Yeah. Um, you know, so it is hard. And a lot of us, you know, might not have help, um, might be single mums, you know, all of this sort of yeah. thing. So it's, it's really difficult. It yeah. is, but I totally agree. We need to try and do it. Yes. But again, and I don't want to beat yourself up if you can't. Exactly. And also exercise, because there's so much available online, yourself included, it doesn't need to cost anything. And, and you don't need to go and buy expensive kit. You know, you can do it all. I mean, you know, if, if, if money is an issue, what would you suggest to somebody? Dumbbells. Dumbbells, dumbbells, dumbbells. Strength, strength, strength. At this age, um, at our what age. What age are you talking? What, what sort of age are well, you I'm going to go plus 30. Like, I wished 15 years ago. Mm. Funny enough, I did lift. I lifted for my wedding. And that was when I had really good lean muscle. But it was easier to build the lean muscle because I had estrogen ravaging around my body and every fibre and every cell. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fine. You know, pick up a weight and it works. But that, as you get older, you yeah. have to work harder to maintain that lean muscle. But if you start earlier, yes. the benefits will, will so show at 45 and it will continue to be easier. Because I've seen so many women that come to me at around about the age of 45. As I said at the beginning, I haven't changed anything but my middle is beginning to just, you know, but your digestive system slows down, you know, everything just changes a little bit. So actually the key is, is early, you know, it, it, it's yeah. early intervention. Yeah. Um, again, um, it's very difficult. A lot of people might not want to take HRT. They might not be able to take HRT. So with good diet, yeah. good exercise and overall well-being, actually, you can you can do a really good job at not necessarily having to take HRT. You know, yeah. I was a place where I'd done all of that and I still was suffering horrifically. So what, so, what, what were you suffering from? What was your symptoms? Um, so I had terrible breathlessness. Um, I had terrible heart palpitations. I actually wouldn't have been able to have a conversation like this because I would have to keep stopping and breathing. And my kids noticed it. Everyone noticed it. I was the rage. The rage was so bad. Like my kids were like scared of me. Um, night sweats and terrible joint pain, which isn't great when you're working out. But, you know, yeah. the doctor said it was depression. Um, I knew it wasn't depression. I mean, I've, I've had men, uh, health issue, mental health issues in the past. It, yeah. it wasn't that. It was something very, very different. But it was at the stage where I was actually sitting on the edge of my bed at night saying to my husband, if I don't wake up, tell them it was my heart. Um, because I just thought I wasn't going to wake up. And every morning I was so grateful when Rupert would run in and wake me up because I would be awake. Yeah. Um, 
but send for chest x-rays you know this that that and everything came back clear um and then i started funny enough having these conversations on instagram about menopause mm. and i was like okay i think that's me yes but i was scared like yeah. i was scared you know it's, if my mum ever listens to this she'll be like what you were 15 but you know what actually let's go with 16 because that's the legal age limit but you know <laughs> 16 we're very happy to take the pill aren't we <laughs> you know? yeah yeah. And we think, think of it god yeah. i don't want to get pregnant i'll take that yeah. and that it's the same thing so like or if you've got a headache you will take a paracetamol so i don't know why i was so scared i think maybe it's that thought that there's that fear that sort of stigma that taboo surrounding menopause it's not overly glamorous is it you know actually someone did a great thing today you know sort of 40 and 20 whatever 14 and 1945 compared to 40 now you know we're so much more vibrant now yes. and I think that is also the key to possibly thinking about taking HRT and it was for me was that we're living longer and when yeah. you start menopause and when you have your menopause which is obviously you know a year after you've had your last period yeah and you've got another 30 years potentially like that so actually if you were suffering badly like yes. why not but it took me I mean I, I got the prescription in I think August and I didn't take it and it's just just sat looking at it until yeah like, yeah, you know, thinking, shall I, shall I? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this is going way off um, the path, but what do you use? Like a, a gel or, what? you know, what do you personally I'll show you because you're there. But I've got my patches. Oh, there you go, look. I've got two little patches. Yeah. And then I take progesterone um, on day 15 for 12 days. And then I have testosterone. Yeah. Um, so sometimes actually I am honest, my, my thigh, my, I do swap thighs, <laughs> small, you know, I, don't know if <laughs> I feel so much better. I did also, which I think is really, um, important. And again, it does tie into exercise and energy and sleep. And you'll agree as a nutritionist, a dietitian, I gave up alcohol. Yeah. So I've not had a drink this year. Um, and that has been an absolute game changer yeah. for me. I've heard loads of other women say this, and I know that alcohol does something to really interfere when you're going through these menopausal symptoms, and it just makes everything feel 10 times worse. But, you know, going back to the exercise thing, yeah. um, I think that it's so important. You know, I have a lot of clients who are sort of coming to me because they're really exhausted. So for them, the thought of doing exercise and maybe they've done exercise their whole lives or maybe they've never done it. But I try and install in everyone, you know, that you've got to kind of start somewhere. It's like the chicken and the egg, isn't it? You've got to start somewhere because the more you do, the more you want to do. So if somebody is talking to you and they are experiencing menopausal symptoms and they've got no energy to exercise, obviously, you know, we would be looking at their diet together, some herbs. But then what? So, you know, what are the barriers to people starting to exercise to keep themselves well through menopause? I, mean, I would say day, day, well, kind of day one or one day, like think about how you're feeling and how you want to feel. Okay, so you want to make improvements. Nobody wants to feel terrible. But in terms of the, the barriers of lack of motivation, walking, just walk. Okay, yeah. so do those 10,000 steps a day. Um, you know, government guidelines are 150 minutes of exercise, uh, 75 minutes, you know, more vigorously than, than, than the rest. Yeah. But you can divide, if you divide that up, 
you know, I'm not going to do the math now. I should know. It's 30 minutes a day. Yeah. That is achievable. Like it is achievable. And also we all set like really bizarre goals sometimes. So, you know, go, right, I'm going to exercise. So yeah. I'm going to do a diet. I'm going to go on a diet. Yeah. I'm going to do this. And you do so well, you know, for that time. But then it's not sustainable. So you've got to make it sustainable. So let's say you're going to walk for five minutes a day for one week. You're yeah. then going to walk 10 minutes a day for the next week. And that will slowly increase your energy levels because yeah. you'll slowly begin to feel it working. Yeah. And then you can start to build on that. And then you can start to do weights. And then you can start to build other things. And it's also really important to remember that you might do that for a month and something might just slightly set you back. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. Park it. Rest. Yeah. Get and start again yeah. but you can start over as many times as you want yeah if that is where you're at but i think once you start you can't stop and it, it, it's been what has been incredible is seeing the journey of so many women via instagram who have never lifted who are now emailing me saying right i need to get my 10 kgs you know yeah it, it, it can happen but i do appreciate that you know life gets in the way um but i think and it's really hard i think if you really want to do it mm. You can't take yeah. a horse to and make it drink. It's um, like anything in life, isn't it? If you, whatever you love to do, people will always make time for something that they love yeah. to do. But what, what is the thing then about lifting weights that's so important in the kind of menopause phase? Well, our, our bones, osteoporosis, obviously that decline in estrogen leaves us really susceptible. Yeah. Uh, that lean muscle. Um, which obviously actually in turn, the leaner you are does help burn those calories, but you know, joint movement and think about that moving, lifting, you know, yeah. we want to be, able, I want to be able to run around after my grandchildren, great grandchildren, dare I say it, they have kids early, um, and always just be the one on the move. And so lift for longevity, mobility, and strength. Like yeah. I, I would say aesthetics because obviously everyone likes toned arms and, yeah. you know, We'll talk about muffin tops and all of that sort of stuff. Whatever, whatever drives someone to lift weights, yeah, do it because that's it's going to it's going to work. And I think the the myth, obviously, again, the two things that stop people or the excuses is people think they're going to bulk up, or um, gone and forgotten about. Oh yes, or that if you're lifting weights, it's not cardio enough. You're not working your heart. Yeah. Now, just drawing on that, um, if you lift weights, you will burn fat for longer afterwards because of the muscle repair yeah so it's a better it's a better workout really yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and running which can be high impact and again running with pelvic floors you know all of these things and, and that stops people you know i have mentioned in posts leaking urges i'm just looking on my my prolapse yeah. low energy lack of concentration fatigue all of those things are barriers and excuses but yeah. all of them can be addressed yeah so yeah. i think that is that's the thing to remember like we can all sit here and um, and I get that if you're tired, you don't want to work, work out, but go for a walk in the sunshine because something is better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the point then. So, and how will that impact, you know, so you're saying about the bone health and just the sort of strength. So this is really to keep yourself well for the, for the future. And this is, you know, everything yeah, you put in now. Your body, like, yeah. But I mean, yeah. you know, we're going to spend, like I said, 30 years in that menopause. We're living for longer. Yes. So let's live well. Yeah. Um, I, we, we have a choice. You know, yeah. you can either be one of those people that is going to run around or just sit back. But, you know, again, thinking with men, menopause, it's something I have mentioned, you know, type two diabetes, um, heart health. And actually, I think heart health, um, 
from what I know, having read my last stats, I'm always trying to read, is that actually, you know, heart, um, women dying more of heart disease than yeah. men now, because in that postmenopausal state, yeah. that tends to, not state, postmenopausal phase, that's yeah. where we tend to become a little bit more sedentary as well. So yeah. we just need to start, we just need to keep going. I, I just want people to be strong. And do you know what? There's nothing more powerful than, than lifting as well, because I yeah. find, again, if you're going to run, I do get lots of good thoughts on runs. Mm. Um, you know, my mind goes, mm. um, when you're lifting, you get your mind and your body to connect. You can't yeah. think about anything else. All you can think about is, okay, I'm going to lift this. I'm going to get there. And for going back to what we were saying about having time and putting yourself first, yes. actually for five minutes or 10 minutes when you're lifting and you're feeling strong, you're putting yourself first because yeah. you can't think of anything else other than how amazing your body is and you're going to lift it and you're using your breath to power that up. And there's your self-care right there in five yeah. to ten minutes. It may not be a massage or a pedicure or, you know, a spa yeah. day. But I, I actually would, I would take lifting weights in a gym session over Any. a spa day. Any. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like my husband's like dream. It is kind of like, do you want to go on a spa day? You know, like, no way. I, just, I want to go to the gym. Yeah, <laughs> so when if say for example somebody has never lifted a weight in their life yeah. and say they're a um you know because i've got quite a lot of clients so they're they're walking fit they've got dogs they walk for miles but the tone isn't good so the body tone isn't good and so they haven't got the strength there um even myself i would even say that my lower body is far stronger than my upper body because yeah, that's very common I'm in women i'm i'm doing all the things that you're saying so I run every day and I do all this, but I, so if, you know, for me and loads of women out there that perhaps don't lift weights, should we do it every day? Should we, how much should we be lifting? How do we start? What do we do? Okay. So if, if, uh, depending on, again, yes. So your level resistance bands. So you could start with resistance bands because obviously that's providing you with resistance body weight. I mean, body weight is resistance. So a push up. Yeah. Um, you know, a squat, you're still having to lift everything up. We've got another, another interruption. <laughs> this may like, he's, he's, what are you loading? I'm loading. Lots of games. I'm loading the ones that you need. And he's gone into Clubhouse. <laughs> okay, it's done then. Okay, great, it's done. Off you go. And so, yes, sorry, mum life. I love it. Um, so resistance bands would be a really good place to start because obviously that provides um, yeah that little you know pull and yeah. so you could start with you know because you could do that you've got your resistance bands underneath your legs yeah. um, just a demonstration to Denise here of what you could do with your bicep curl yeah. and you can do your bicep curls and actually you know what you could do it in front of the TV if you've got that resistance band yeah so so there is a way of starting you don't have to go gun heavy with the weights what you would surprise yourself with however if you did get your set of weights, is actually how much you could probably be capable of lifting. Yeah. And I, my top tip on there would be do, do your first two or three sessions under somebody's guidance. Okay. So go to a gym if you can and just yeah. say, I'm looking to get into weights. I haven't done it before. Could you point me in the right direction? Yeah. Because getting that movement and that form will be, is hugely important in protecting ourselves. Obviously like lower back, yeah. Um, which tends to be a huge area um, for injury and you know wear and tear over the years you know it's so so common to have knee issues you know I've got a lot of people that might can't do lunges or hips or yeah. hip flexors are tight because we don't stretch enough yeah. you know so all of these things but I would say to anyone 
start your weights, do it under guidance, yeah. get yourself a nice set of dumbbells, possibly starting around about two kilograms to three kilograms. They are quite pricey. Mm. Um, but maybe yes, start in a gym, work out where you are at with the lifting yeah. Yeah. and then set yourself up at home. Yeah. Um, and resistance bands can be just as effective. And how often, so, you know, in a seven day week, how often should you be lifting? I would aim for two to three strength sessions a week. Currently, uh, I am doing about four uh, on Instagram because actually what I've wanted to do is to pull back the cardio side a little bit yeah. Yeah. Um, just to see how that reacts with people because yeah. I think um, we need to rest just as much. And what I would hate for people to be doing is to be doing a cardio with me and then going on another cardio blast and again, yes. raising their levels and yeah. you know putting their system through the roof so we do at the moment we do an upper body way to work out on a monday lower body on a tuesday rest day on a wednesday that yeah. could be which um list actually is a really another good way of training which is low intensity steady state okay. and that's going on a bike or a walk um or a swim for an hour but just not you know going uphill so it's just yes. steady heart yes. rate is lovely and steady um okay. and a, a great way to exercise and that's normally around 45 minutes to an hour okay. so we often that in on a Wednesday then the Thursday is lower body Friday um, is upper body and then Saturday we do a mixture between weights and cardio okay. so it is quite weight heavy um, but I just I, I swear by it and I think you'll any any trainer knowledgeable trainer yes. would put a lot of emphasis on weights and recovery yes so recovery why is recovery so important because with that, with all the hormone fluctuations, lack of estrogen, your our bodies take a lot longer to recover. Right. Obviously, when you're lifting lifting weights, you sort of get little muscle tears, yeah. which is how your muscle builds. Yeah. And actually, you need to give it a chance to restore itself. Yeah. Because if you don't, it it can actually have a negative impact. And it's funny because you that that is where a lot of people go wrong. They think the more they do. Yeah. the better they'll get. And actually it's completely the opposite the more you do the, the adverse effects it can have on your body okay. uh, i know that's really hard having an exercise <sighs> junkie myself yeah you know i need love running and i haven't been able to run actually also because i'm now teaching spin and i have to weigh it all up yes um you know i'm running once a month at the moment i will go for a run maybe we can go for a run yeah. i'm going to go for a run this week <laughs> um uh, possibly on friday morning yeah um, <laughs> And, you know, but, but I have to kind of go, okay, that's okay. Like, yeah. and I think, um, yes, you just, two days is what I really say. And you can do active rest if you're really nervous. So that could be yoga, Pilates. Yeah. I'm not saying that that doesn't mean you're not exerting yourself, but it's a lot gentler on the body. Yeah. If you are somebody that has to move every day. Yeah. Well, do you know what? There's so many millions of questions buzzing around my head. Um, but we are definitely coming back with episode two with Kate. And honestly, it's so interesting. I've learned so much. And I really, I love it because you look the part as well. You know, you, you walk the walk, you talk the talk. But what I like, what I'm hearing from you is not to overdo it as well. Because I definitely know that, you know, some people get into it and they go so over the top. And their bodies, I see them on when I test on my um, health device that they've they're actually exhausted so in the beginning you said that you were exercising too much and not eating enough it's so crucial that people are getting the right nutrients when you're upping your exercise levels not only because you'll see it physically um, but you'll feel better you know you'll have more energy to do it so 
you know, it, it's getting the diet right, getting the exercise right. And we're going to talk a whole lot more in our next episode. But for now, Kate, thank you so, so much. You are an absolute joy. And um, I can't wait till the next episode. Thank you for having me.